This episode of the Lutheran Cartographer is brought to you by the Ron Paul Homeschool Curriculum. If you're looking for a good curriculum, check it out at lutherancartographer.com homeschool. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 37. Welcome to the Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we are going to Winter Garden, Florida, right outside of Orlando, to talk to Pastor Robbie Rojas. He is the pastor of Zion Lutheran Church there in Winter Garden. Pastor Rojas, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. So help orient us geographically. Where are we in Florida in Winter Garden? So we're in we're in central Florida. So we're right in the middle of the state and Winter Garden is on the west side of Orlando, uh, past downtown, maybe about uh, 10, 15 minutes to the west of it. Okay, good deal. And tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in Winter Garden. Wow. Uh, so I was born in, in Ohio. Well, I, I should back up. My father is from Chile, from South America. And he was a refugee. He came uh, to the States. Uh, he went to Canada and then became a pastor and uh, moved to Ohio. Uh, my mother is from Puerto Rico, and that's where they met. Um, that's a long story, and that'll be for another time. But So I was born in Ohio, uh, lived there seven years, and then we lived in um, uh, Nebraska, Grand Island, Nebraska, for about three years. And then I've been in uh, Orlando the rest of my life. Um, so... So yeah, I've been here for the majority of my life. I would say I'm a Floridian by now. And um, uh, growing up here, uh, I, I went to the seminary after graduating college. I graduated from UCF, um, but I went to the seminary in 2008. And then I got a call back down here to Winter Garden. Uh, however, I grew up on the east side of Orlando, uh, but my call is now to the west side. I see. Good deal. So tell us a little bit more about that area. What are some of the best things about being in Winter Garden? Oh, so Winter Garden is a wonderful area. It's beautiful. Um, the population currently is about 46,000 uh, people. That was in 2019. Uh, now, there was a huge boom of uh, of people coming down here, and it the, the population just skyrocketed. So in 2000, I think it was 14,000-something. Uh, then in, in about a decade's time, in 2010, uh, it was 34,000. Wow. So it, it, yeah, it, it, um, it, it more than doubled during that time. Uh, right now, uh, yeah, so there's about 46,000. It's, it's, we're running out of room, to be honest. Uh, the roads and everything are probably a decade behind where they should be. Uh, nobody expected this sort of growth, but, um, Apart from the traffic, uh, which is frustrating, <laughs> uh, th there's some really wonderful things down here. Uh, certainly the weather, uh, it's very, very nice. Um, there's really two major seasons, uh, rainy and hot and humid, and then like a few months of a cooler weather where it stops raining a little bit. Um, but the things to do here, uh, I, I, I guess I'll just talk about Winter Garden right now, uh, specifically. Uh, there's a lot to do in Central Florida, in Orlando. But Winter Garden, we have um, we have old historic Winter Garden, where, which is where uh, the, the boom came from. There were two major railroads that brought in a lot of business. Um, there's a place called the Plant Street Market, 
and it has uh, just awesome food, a bunch of little kiosks with food. And there's a brewery. Uh, it's called Crooked Can Brewing Company. And I actually, uh, what, what we do at Zion is we have a, uh, every third Thursday of the month, uh, we meet at Crooked Can Brewing Company and we will have a thing called Theology on Tap. And the members come out and we just sit around and drink beer and, and talk theology. And it's, it's awesome. So that's probably the best thing here in, <laughs> in Winter Garden. They have just great beer. Um, uh, then uh, there's a farmer's market on the weekends uh, from 9 to 2 p.m. And it's, they, they have a, just a ton of produce and a lot of things to buy. It's, it's really nice. Uh, probably my favorite thing is the West Orange Trail. And this is a, a massive trail. Uh, that goes through all of the west side of Orlando, and it's beautiful. I mean, I, I bought a bike just to go on this trail, and I was riding a, a bike one day for about two hours and, you know, barely got halfway through the trail. I, I mean, it's massive. So so that's a really wonderful thing, and there's there's just so much to do here. Fantastic. So one of the things you just mentioned was that huge population boom I've often heard that when a population changes so rapidly like that, there isn't, it's hard to kind of maintain the culture. Would you say that there was any sort of culture to Winter Garden or was it kind of general kind of American suburbia? What, how, how would you describe yeah. it? Yeah, that that's a hard thing. I mean, even talking about Florida itself it, with a culture, I there's just such a mixture of people and so many tourists and immigrants and things. We don't really have a culture like it, it's not going to be the typical South. Um, and it's always fluctuating. There's new people coming in, uh, people leaving, all this sort of stuff. So I don't think we really have a culture outside of the the tourism <laughs> that we have. Maybe the west side of Orlando has a lot more Midwest culture. Uh, we have a lot of people from Michigan, uh, from Minnesota, from St. Louis, uh, Missouri, all, all these places. Um, so, so we get a lot of that down here uh, on the west side. But the east side is very different. I mean, a very different uh, culture there. It's um, That's where I grew up. There's a lot of Hispanics, uh, Brazilians, um, Hispanics from all over, Venezuela, uh, Colombia, Puerto Rico, all this place, all these places. So to summarize the whole thing, there's really nothing typical or very cultural about Florida. I mean, there's no, we don't have a specific music or a specific food or it's just a mixture of everything. So it's, you can't really pin it down. <laughs> I see. Good deal. All right. So we talked about the best things about Winter Garden. What would you say are some of the, the challenges that people should be aware of? Maybe the two best things are also the two worst things. Uh, the, the weather is a hard thing. Uh, it's hot and humid uh, the majority of the year. So as a pastor, it's hard to wear a clerical collar. I do, but it, it's hard wearing it throughout the year uh, and wearing black. You know, when it's 90 degrees outside, you're just sweating all the time. I mean, all of my vestments are stained with, with sweat. <laughs> it's just a normal Sunday. It's it's absurd. So uh, so that's, that's a tough thing. Um, uh, but the other thing is the entertainment, the fact that there's so much to do down here. Uh, this is a challenge because uh, it, it's always claiming and and wanting your attention. And so to be a Christian down here, it's very easy to be distracted by all of these, these things to do. I mean, it's endless. There, there's no way I can tell you everything that's down here. And you can do it. It costs money, these sort of things. But 
uh, but it claims your attention. And sometimes it's like the weeds of the parable of the sower. It'll it'll crowd out and choke out your faith, uh, the cares of this life, the entertainment, which will uh, strangle your Sunday morning and not allow you to to come to church anymore, right? And so you need to fight that. Um, I, I think that's a, a great, great temptation down here. Uh, just the, the great amount of entertainment and leisure. I see. That, that makes sense. So let's now talk a little bit about kind of bringing your background to the things that we just talked about. How would you compare and contrast the places you've been with uh, where you are right now for good and uh, for bad? Sure. Uh, I think they're similar in that they're everywhere I've lived is very flat and boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's So it's Ohio, Nebraska, Florida. I mean, uh, I, I think the highest elevation mark here in winter is here in Winter Garden, and it's 222 feet above sea. So it's it's nothing. Um, but uh, so so there's that that which is the, the same. Uh, the culture is is different in that well, not not necessarily the culture. Uh, I, I don't know how to say this, but when when I lived up north, when I was in Ohio and Nebraska, I mean, there were Lutherans there. I mean, people who grew up were born and raised Lutherans, and there were Lutheran churches close by, and they did things together. Um, here in Florida, that's not really the case. Uh, really, every church is kind of like their own island. They They do their own thing. There's not a lot of coming together in this in, in these ways um, and that's a challenge too especially being a confessional Lutheran Church in Central Florida is is a very rare thing um, I might be so bold to say that we're the only confessional Lutheran Church in Central Florida um, so it's it, it's a tough thing yeah that that does sound tough what um what are some of the ways that you address that with your congregation? Yeah, so we, um, l- l- let me tell you something that's quite unique about Zion. So with so many people coming down here, um, this is very different than the other pastors I've talked to. Uh, I- I've talked to some friends who are pastors in Iowa or Wyoming or things like this, and they say, you know, we've had like a visitor uh, last year, we had like four visitors this year or something. Uh, at Zion, we have, I've been here for six years, we've had literally at least one visitor every single Sunday without fail. I, there, there's there, just somebody coming from, from outside, from another denomination, from anywhere. And, you know, sometimes we had up to 10 visitors on a Sunday. I mean, it's it's really hard to manage. So one of the things we did to address this um was to, we, we kind of have a local custom now, right before the praise of the church, I make this announcement because sometimes people come in uh, after the, the beginning of, of, of the service, I don't get to talk to them, and I need to address them somehow and tell them we practice closed communion and, and all these sort of things. So, so that's kind of our local custom now. We've done that, placing that in the middle of the service so that people hear. Uh, at first, a lot of people were very uncomfortable. Uh, when I arrived at Zion, it was very, there's a lot of, they practiced open communion and just basically anybody who visited was communed. Um, and so that's changed now and it's taken a lot of teaching, a lot of time for this, but, uh, but Zion is, is, is on board with it. And, 
uh, we've been able to kind of put things in place to make sure, uh, yeah, we make sure that we know who's being communed and they're not being communed uh, in an unworthy way. So, uh, so yeah, so it's it's been it's been difficult. And uh, the other thing too is that because Zion is one of is a very unique congregation in that there's nothing extraordinary about Zion, but we use the hymnal. Uh, we have the liturgy. We practice close communion, and and, and we have uh, preaching based on the lectionary, the historic one-year lectionary. This alone makes Zion unique in all of Central Florida. I mean, you won't find a church that does this really uh, for another two hours north or south. Um, so because of that, we have a lot of members who live not in Winter Garden. They live in Ocoee, or sorry, uh, in in Ocala. Uh, Currently, the record for for our our member that lives the the farthest away, uh, he lives in Gainesville, and he travels about two uh, two hours and fifteen two and a half hours to come to Zion, um, because he can't find a church that even uses the hymnal. So it's a really unique uh, culture within Zion itself. Interesting. Okay, let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. At this time, a lot of parents and grandparents are considering keeping their children at home when the government schools open back up in the fall, and I would encourage you to do the same. If you're looking for a curriculum, I would recommend checking out the Ron Paul Homeschool Curriculum. This will teach your children well how to live in the left-hand kingdom with classes in business, natural sciences, as well as college prep, in addition to all the usual subjects that you would expect from any curriculum, such as mathematics and history. Best thing about this curriculum is that it is self-directed after the third grade, so you don't have to pull your hair out trying to stay a step ahead of your children in the curriculum. If you're interested, I'd recommend checking it out at lutherancartographer.com homeschool. That's lutherancartographer.com homeschool. Let's get back to our guest. So let's talk a little bit more about what it's like to be Lutheran in terms of fitting into the larger culture. You mentioned that you feel that there's very few churches in, in Florida that really do the confessional liturgical approach. What's the, how do you fit in in terms of like the, the general culture? Yeah, so down here we have, we have a lot of churches, uh, especially, especially in Orlando, uh, a lot of different denominations. Uh, there's a Popka Vineland Road, and that has, I think it's like 10 churches in the span of a mile or something like this. Uh, you have a, uh, a Wells Church, um, an ELCA Church, an LCMS Church. There's uh, a Methodist. There's an Anglican. Uh, there's an, uh, uh, just a number of ones. There's also a Mormon temple there. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So this is just maybe five, five miles away from Winter Garden. Uh, the main thing down here is these big, big box, um, you know, entertainment-based churches. So you'll get these churches that are just—they're huge. They're kind of like a mega church, uh, several thousand members, and they're they're really focused on entertainment. So a lot of the churches have kind of taken this uh, approach to uh, the, the the service, and they're. They're tr they're competing to be more entertaining. I mean, that that's really that's really what's going on here. They're they're trying to gain people's attention through this entertainment. 
and and Zion kind of sticks out in that sense that we're liturgical. You know, we're, we're not we're not in that race. We're the only ones. Right. So we kind of have a monopoly on <laughs> on the liturgy where we are. Uh, so if you want a, a liturgical church, we're we're it. That's that's the only one. So but um, yeah, nearly everybody you're going to run into here in Winter Garden is part of a non-denom church. Um, uh, I, I would say the, the majority of people are that. So so kind of going talking to people and going from these non-denominational teachings of that baptism is an outward symbol of an inward reality or you know the denial of of the lord's the the the, the lord's supper um these sort of things it, it's a big hurdle uh, there's a big gap between being a lutheran here and communicating with any other christian around here uh in fact the, the members themselves tell me about the frustration i mean they they they, they try to make friends but huge gap between uh, between how they read the scriptures and and what they do in church, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of it. I mean, we have a lot of non-denom. Here's here's my summary, and the, <laughs> this is what I would say. I would say that th- theology spoils in the heat. <laughs> so uh, there's, I, I think the leisure, the entertainment down here causes pastors to be lazy, and uh, since it's so easy to be distracted, you just stop caring about, uh, uh, you know, being faithful to God's word. And so it's easy to be distracted and and just do your own thing, which I think a lot do. That makes sense. So say a little bit more about, um, I guess, looking at it from an outside perspective, I'm a little surprised to hear about the uh, wealth of, or poverty, I guess, of all the huge number of sacramentarians, like those that are denying the efficacy of baptism and the Lord's Supper, because I... I guess I'd always thought of Florida as a very uh, Roman Catholic sort of place. Is that not the case, or is that more Miami? That, that's more Miami. Um, I mean, we do have Roman Catholic churches here, but but here's the thing. Uh, every denomination that is down here in Florida is by default more liberal than their own denomination, right? Ah, that's the <laughs> and, theology and, spoiling in the heat thing, then. Exactly. That's okay. that's what I that's what I think. So you're going to have really conservative Catholics up north, but when they move down to Florida, they they're they become liberal Catholics. I mean, it, it's these church these Catholic churches are more Vatican II. They'll you know they mess with the liturgy quite a bit, and it's really. Uh, uh, you, you can't really recognize it. I, I've even had Roman Catholics come to Zion and talk to me about it and say, I've gone to Roman Catholic Church here and it I can't believe what they're doing. You know, they're, they're so liberal. I, I've had the same thing with uh, people in the ELCA, uh, m- members of the ELCA who have come to Zion and said, I, I can't go to those churches, to the ELCA church, because they're too liberal for me, right? It, that's just kind of what it is. So, yeah, I would say more uh, South Florida is Roman Catholic, and there they've retained uh, some structure and the liturgy and the the and and that's because you have a lot of Hispanics moving to South Florida. You have a lot of in in Miami, um, you Puerto Ricans, Venezuelans, Cubans, uh, so they they kind of bring that with them, and that's where it is. But here. Uh, uh, Central Florida is just weird. It's a we- <laughs> it's a weird place. <laughs> All right, so let's now talk about what it's like to raise a family there. 
Yeah, that's that's really good. I mean, uh, I'm I'm still kind of new to this. Uh, so my my first son, he is two and a half right now. His name is Martin. Uh, and my wife is pregnant, about to give birth in less than a month right now. Congratulations. <laughs> so, uh, th- thank you so much. Yeah, this is our second son, uh, Anderson. And so right now, uh, there's a Lutheran school from uh, preschool to eighth grade on the east side of Orlando. It's in Oviedo. And, uh, and, and that's where my wife works. She's a teacher there. Um, that's where Martin's going to school right now and probably where Anderson will. Um, so we have everything planned up to eighth grade, uh, sort of, <laughs> and after that for high school, we are at a loss. Uh, we used to have a Lutheran high school down here in central Florida, uh, on the east side of Orlando. It was called, uh, the Orlando Lutheran Academy. Um, that closed down, I think in 2008. And so we don't have a Lutheran high school here. Um, as you know, the education down in Florida is not that good. <laughs> uh, I didn't just, know that. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, it's 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 not. I mean, it, I think it's getting better, uh, but it was notorious for having a bad educational system. Uh, but we have really large public schools. We have the West Orange um, Public School here, uh, and and I'm I'm kind of, uh, you know, I, I I don't want to send my my sons to a public school, um, and we want many more children, but God will provide. Uh, when, however many he he decides, but uh, but for now I, I don't want my sons to be going to a public school. So I've been looking around. There are two classical schools. One of them is in uh, the east side of Orlando. It's called Geneva, uh, but it's a Presbyterian classical school. And the other one, uh, so there's an Anglican school that's opening up in the uh, east side of Orlando in Oviedo. Uh, that's a classical school that would be good. They'd probably teach uh, Latin and and the classics, these sort of things. But apart from that, there's we really don't have much of an option. Um, it's really the public school or some uh, some Christian school of another denomination, um, and and, and it, it gets pricey. I mean, one I think one of the better schools is Trinity Prep, and it's very very pricey. I we just can't afford it. I would love to send my my sons there, but we there's just no way we can afford it. So, uh, so we may have to look at that uh, or homeschooling or what. We haven't thought that far ahead yet. Um, that's my fault. <laughs> I should. But um, but yeah, as of right now, it's 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 a little it's a little difficult. Um, uh, w- but we have it planned up to eighth up to eighth grade for them. And and being down here, raising a family is is great. Uh, we, we get to do a lot together. We spend a lot of time together um, and and the members of the church are, are wonderful. So Excellent. So let's now transition to the fa- your favorite parts of the area, hidden gems that you like to visit. You've already mentioned a couple, the brewery, the trail. Any other things that if you had a friend in town, you'd say, ah, oh, you got to go see this? Yeah. Now, this is this is what's interesting. So if I had a friend in town, the, the main thing I would want to do is just have him come over and we will have a beer and a cigar and just talk, right? Because that's the number one thing I'm missing. Like it's it's lonely and I don't get to talk with other pastors and sit down and have these theological conversations. So, um, but that's that's me, right? Uh, If I had somebody coming down, that's what I'd wanna do. However, uh, if somebody comes down and says, hey, I wanna see what you have in Orlando, 
then it's a different story. Uh, I would say, I mean, obviously the the number one uh, attraction are the theme parks here in Orlando. Uh, so Zion is 12 miles north of Disney and Universal and SeaWorld. Um, they have some really cool things here. Probably my favorite is Disney's Epcot at a specific time of the year, which is the fall. Uh, it's it's the Food and Wine Festival. And then here you get to try a bunch of different foods and, and uh, beers and wines and all this stuff. Now, it's incredibly pricey. It's ridiculous because they give you, you know, for like five dollars, they, they let you like uh, have a little bite or a sample of something. So it's it's pricey. But um, but it's, it's wonderful. That's probably the most fun thing we do. Eric and I, my wife, uh, will do that quite a bit. Um, there's a number of uh, water parks. I think this is a big attraction for people up north. You guys don't really get beaches where you are in Iowa or <laughs> or Wyoming or uh, Nebraska. So so that's a big thing. Coming down here, going to the beaches is, is wonderful. Um, there's so many beautiful beaches. I, I would say probably the best one in my opinion, the, the one I like the most is Clearwater, uh, but that's about two hours south of of where we live. Um, it's be- I mean, it's called that because the water is you, you just see uh, the 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 ocean floor. It's it's beautiful. Um, so that's my favorite beach. Uh, also, there's the Kennedy Space Center. That's really cool. I, I went there a lot when I was younger, uh, but you can sometimes if you time it right, you can see the launches and and these sort of things. So. Um, and then uh, a big thing, if you're into sports, there's a lot to watch down here. So there's the Orlando City Soccer, uh, which we just got a stadium a, a number of years ago. And they're pretty good. They just ranked second in, in all of the MLS. So I know soccer is not a big thing yet in the States, but it is for me. I'm Hispanic. I kind of grew up with it. So <laughs> so I enjoy it. Uh, but Orlando City Soccer, there's uh, basketball, Orlando Magic. Uh, we're doing better now than in years past. Uh, the UCF football games. Um, we don't have a professional football team, but we do have uh, the, the college football team uh, uh, on, on the east side of Orlando at the University of Central Florida. It's, uh, it's, it's really endless. <laughs> I'm telling you all these things and there's so many things I'm leaving out. I mean, there's just no way to to, to get it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for providing that that short list. I, I can see why you would say what you said earlier about in terms of making sure that it doesn't kind of choke out your Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so easy to do, man. I, and I've preached about that so many times. I, the, the members of Zion are so faithful. They come. But there's always the temptation that you know, you have family in town, you, you know, you want to get away, there's a special event. And then, you know, you miss one Sunday, two Sundays, the next thing you know, you haven't been to church in a year, you know, so, so we always have to be on guard with that. Yeah, don't want to neglect the Lord's gifts. All right. So now, as we start to close out the podcast, I want to make sure that I give you the opportunity to send our listeners where you'd like uh, places to follow you online, Zion's website, where would you like to send our listeners? I would say the, the best place to go is our website, is zionwg.org. Uh, there you could find a link to everything. So to the Bible studies, to the sermons, uh, videos, um, blog, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we had a number of sites in the past, and then we just kind of consolidated them all to that one. And so we, we try to keep up regularly. I'm the one who, who will put it together, so... Um, I don't have that much time to <laughs> to keep it up to date. I'm, I'm trying to 
work on time management and getting that stuff together. But, but that's where I'd send them. Um, uh, Another thing, too, is I've written for Steadfast Lutherans. Uh, I've written quite a bit on closed communion. As I mentioned before, that's really the biggest thing down here, um, especially at Zion, with a a visitor or a new person every single week. uh, I have to, I I, I had to bolster this down, not only in my mind, but also in the congregation, to to teach them that this isn't just a policy. This isn't just an LCMS thing. This is biblical. This is what 1 Corinthians 11 says. We're, we're caring for our neighbor. We have faith in God and we have love for our neighbor. The, the last thing we want is for them to receive it to their judgment. So, so I've written a lot extensively on this. Uh, I've had many arguments um, and uh, uh, teaching moments with uh, uh, pastors in my own circuit and district about this. Because it's so easy to to lapse on it. It's so easy to just give in and say, you know what, uh, close communion is hard. It's a hard thing, especially when when people will get upset with you uh, if you don't commune them. But it, it's a tough thing. So, uh, uh, so so I understand the temptation, but we cannot give in to that. We cannot uh, give give up the Lord's word for the favor of man. Um, but yeah, so you could read a, quite a bit about that on uh, at our website, zionwg.org, and you could see how much I've written on that, which is uh, which may be helpful. Excellent. Good deal. Thank you again for your time today. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, uh, I would say this. Um, move down to Florida. <laughs> uh, if, uh, it, because we need Lutherans down here. Um, and and I think the Lutherans in the church are encouraged always when we have visitors come down. So when you come to Florida, uh, come and visit Zion and and meet the other Lutherans, your brothers and sisters here at the church, uh, and and encourage them that they're not alone. Uh, this is a big thing for me too. I, it, it is very lonely down here. Um, you, you can distract yourself with things, but it, it is lonely to find another confessional Lutheran. So. Um, so tell your parents, uh, if they're retiring and they want to move someplace, tell them to move to Winter Garden, Florida, so that we have members in the church. I mean, that, that's the place you want to be at the end of your life. You need a church uh, in those moments. You, you don't want to be faithful your entire life, have a pastor, and then at the very final moment, uh, not have a church or a pastor uh, in, in the moments you need it most. So, so do that. Tell your parents to move down here, to retire here. Uh, if you move down here um, or visit, come visit Sion. Uh, All right. Good deal. Thank you again. God's peace. Thank you so much. Good having you. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. For more about the things that we talked about today, go ahead and check out the show notes page. It'll be at lutherancartographer.com slash 37. I encourage you, if you are in the market for a homeschool curriculum, if you have started one and it's just not working out well for you, I encourage you to check out that Ron Paul curriculum that I mentioned earlier. That's at lutherancartographer.com slash homeschool. Also, subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. You can do that on iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a review. So more people will be able to hear the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Nicholas Weber. I'll talk to you soon.